Let us be attentive. Wisdom. Let us be attentive. Peace be to you, the reader. us listen to the Holy Gospel. Peace be with all. Then Peter said in reply, Lo, we have left everything and followed you. 
then shall we have? Jesus said to them, Truly I say to you, in the new world, when the Son of Man shall sit on his glorious throne, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses, or brothers, or sisters, or father, or mother, or children, or lands for my sake, will receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life. But many that are first will be last, and the last shall be first. Peace be to you, the herald of the gospel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Brothers and sisters, my goal today is to process a very important topic of our faith in a very short talk. And we all know that the concept of a short talk is difficult for me. So I'm gonna to try to stick to the script as much as possible so that I can get through this. I actually have a day-long workshop on this topic which is entitled, Called by God. All of us have heard the idea of being called or receiving a calling. And we often speak of it relating it to a divine source. This is not unique to Orthodox Christianity. This is not unique to Christianity. It is actually rather commonplace in almost all religions. It is commonplace even to those of us who perhaps do not have any affinity for God or religious affiliation. People often speak about this idea of feeling drawn to something, feeling called to something. You know, that really pleasant statement of being spiritual but not religious. That's a funny one. There's no such thing. But. We feel called by God towards something. As Orthodox Christians, we often speak of this idea of calling in relation to ministry of ordained men, bishops, priests, deacons. But this is much larger. In truth, God calls his people to all kinds of responsibilities in the church and in the community where they live and with the people with whom they live. God calls us to serve one another in a wide variety of roles. Therefore, we must become comfortable with the idea that we pursue life based on how we feel called. It's not always comfortable for us. For example, our community, our parish, received a new clergyman yesterday. Father Luke, our newest deacon, served his community as a surgeon for decades. Yesterday, he was ordained to the diaconate and his calling to service in the worship life of the church has changed forever. And forever does not just mean until he dies, but forever means into the kingdom of heaven. Indeed, the ordained ministry within the sacramental life of the church 
stands apart in both authority and responsibility, but that does not make it worth more than that of a surgeon at the last judgment before the Lord Jesus Christ. Our merciful God places equal value on Dr. Luke as a physician as he does on Father Luke as a deacon. The calling to serve God's people as a doctor or a teacher or a bricklayer or a mechanic or an engineer, therapist, carpenter, or a proto-presbyter are all equal in worth to God. And if they are all equal in worth to God, they must all be equal in worth to us. I'd like to return now to better understand this idea of calling. How do we identify when God calls us? How do you identify and make a firm statement, God calls me to this? Frankly, my dear friends, I've never heard God's voice in any perfect, clear, distinct voice. In fact, shadows of, of doubt abound, and they trouble me. And sometimes they actually even give me the opportunity to gain further clarity. Many times I do wish that the Lord Jesus would simply say, Timothy, my idiot son, do this now. See, that would be clear. I, I get that. Other things are a little more challenging. Therefore, in order to hear, in order to hear and internalize God's call to us, we must submit what we believe to be God's call to be verified in some fashion. you follow me here? We must submit what we believe God calls us to, to be verified, to be checked. It is a challenge. It is a challenge to distill this into a sermon. I have developed this, like I said, into a day-long workshop, which I've given numerous times in the last 15 years. Simply put, for us Christians, Calling is to be understood, the idea of calling is to be understood as a three-legged stool. For something to actually stand upright, it requires three points of support. Otherwise, it loses its balance and falls. It falls apart. So here they, here they are. Here are those three legs of the stool. The one is God calling. The second one is a personal calling. And the third one is the community calling. Let me get through them quickly. The personal calling is a tricky one, very tricky one, in fact, because this involves our own will and our own ego. It's a dangerous place to be precisely because self-centeredness and selfishness are dangers that attack all of us. However, we are to search and understand what moves us. We are to search and distinguish what we are attracted to. And we must learn techniques on how to be as objective as possible in identifying what we love 
combining it with our own abilities. It is okay to pay attention to what we find our heart developing attachment to. Yes, it is okay to actually identify that you have a will. In fact, I want each of you to identify that you are growing a will. It is a good thing, even though we must be attentive to that will being tainted by self-centeredness or selfishness. <clears throat> but that will has to be verified vis-a-vis -vis our abilities. For example, if I wanted at the age of 50 to become a professional soccer player and play in the World Cup, it might be an okay will, but my abilities do not offer me that opportunity. This is a silliness, right? It's a delusion. It's something where I have fallen out of balance even as I identified a will that might actually be good. Now, had I developed that will at the age of 22 and continued to train and continued to play and continued to study the game, continue to remain healthy, my abilities actually might have matched. Well, they didn't. I didn't become a professional soccer player. But you understand my point here. As I sought to identify if God calls me to be a priest, I had to first seek to identify if I love the activities of being a priest and also to figure out if I am able to carry out those activities. This is part of identifying what my will and my abilities offer for an opportunity. Let's move on to the next one, community calling. Community calling is perhaps a little easier to understand. You see, as we are fully immersed in loving and caring relationships within a village, so to speak, our community develops an understanding of us. Our communities develop understanding of who I am, of who Father Luke is. And as the community develops an understanding for me, so as I to identify if God is calling me to be a priest, I had to pay attention to how the community sees me. Do they see in me qualities and capabilities such that they would call me to serve them as a priest? Let me repeat that. Does the community see in me or you? Does the community see qualities and capabilities such that they would call me to serve in a particular capacity? And this is important because these qualities and capabilities match with the will and the abilities that I identify of my own self, right? In the personal calling. Very good, let's move on. As Orthodox Christians who commune of the precious body and blood of Christ, together, we believe this aspect of calling 
to be greatly, greatly valuable, precisely because we raise each other in the faith. This is why that aspect, that leg of the three-legged stool of community calling is important. We raise each other in the faith to serve one another. And yes, we can seek the support of our communities to identify calling to all types of professions, not just clergy. Not one single person is able to live in complete isolation. And we are not intended to. We were created to live a life of interdependency on one another. Not dependency, interdependency on one another. And perhaps the most significant piece of community calling is a relationship with the father confessor. That spiritual advisor who serves as a person holding up a series of guideposts along the journey. A series of guideposts that give us direction for life. That's community calling. We've identified the two, personal calling, community calling. And these two are actually becoming complete in God calling us. The part about God, God calling is really the one that's most difficult. But it becomes clear to us as we pursue personal calling and community calling with Ready for this? Honesty, objectivity, and accountability. To understand God's call to me, I must pray, fast, read the Holy Scriptures, the teachings of the Church Fathers, other spiritual books that increase the clarity of my own relationship with God. And God truly reveals Himself to each of us, particularly when we are sincere, accountable and objective in our understanding of our personal inner calling and the need of the community calling on us. As I close, I want to pay attention once again to the more momentous aspect of our weekend, the ordination of a new clergyman in our parish and community. As I mentioned before, the call to ordain ministry, the ordained ministers, bishops, priests, deacons, that call does stand apart in the activities of sanctification of life in the community of people, the community of the faithful, throughout the scriptures and the 2,000 years history of the church, God has revealed to us that our communities are families. And the ordained men are called to serve the parental role of the father, not alone, but with their wives in the parental role of the mother. And they respond for their respective call toward this permanent ministry. And their call is indispensable the Apostle Paul, brothers and sisters, in his first epistle to the Corinthians, chapter 4, verse 15, says the following, For though you might have 
10,000 instructors in Christ, you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. And all ordained clergy serve in that role. That's precisely why the form of address for both deacon and priest is father. For the deacon stands to serve God's people in the same manner as the priest, even if his authorities and responsibilities differ. And all together, the clergy, really in truth, don't stand for their own fatherhood of guideposts. But in fact, we, each of us and all of us together, stand for the fatherhood from above. May the Lord God reveal to each of us his call as we seek it within ourselves, as we seek it within our communities, and from God all around us. Amen.